0: Welcome back to Revisiting Roseanne, where we take an episode-by-episode look at the original run of Roseanne, America's favorite sitcom, at least mine. Big shout-out to Trista. Sorry I haven't gotten back to you, but she reached out. Hopefully, we're going to be able to work something out, meaning I'm going to get my schedule together, and we'll be able to have her on. and So this way, we can chop it up and talk about our favorite show. So, let's get into death and stuff. Dan and Roseanne have a visitor, and uh, things take a turn for the worse. Let's find out.
1: deal with crime well
2: i got the time i just like it
1: (laughs) one demonstration will convince you that you cannot live without this supreme product can i trouble you for a glass of water i've been on my feet all day
2: yeah sure
1: come on i really appreciate this
2: Now watch out for that baked-on grease. Of course, after we get out of the living room, you ought to be safe.
1: Do I really have to tell you not to let strangers in the house?
2: Oh, he's just a harmless old man.
1: Sure, harmless.
2: Why don't you pick up a newspaper sometime, see how many of these so-called harmless people turn out to be serial killers. Oh, he ain't no serial killer. Anthony Apodaca, age 68, retired bakery truck worker, known to his neighbors as kind, good with children, charged with the murder of 22 innocent housewives. The bodies were scattered all over eastern Michigan in pieces of strudel. What kind of strudel? Housewife strudel. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is no serial killer, Dan. He just wants to drink a glass of water, sell me 2,000 bucks worth of cleaning products. That's
1: my second problem. Just don't buy anything.
2: Well, what makes you think I'm gonna buy anything?
1: Cause this looks like aisle 12 at budget club. <laughs> Honey, I think it's time you exercise a little financial restraint.
2: You know, I think you're right. I can't afford you anymore. Get out! <laughs> Listen, you, I'm saving us a bundle by fixing that compressor under the fridge. Yeah, unless you screw up and have to pay some repairman double Sunday overtime. Hey, you, I got a manual. Uh, you... What's are. that? Nothing, dear! <laughs>
1: right,
2: oh, I'm sorry, mister, but we're gonna have to skip the demonstration. Excuse me, mister, mister, come on. Mister. What's wrong? I think he passed out.
0: From
2: what? I don't know. Go check his pulse. You check his pulse. Oh my God. What, what's wrong? I think he's dead is what's wrong. Check it again. I know how to count to zero. but not least, what are we going to do? I'll call 911 and you see if you can find out who he is. How am I supposed to do that? Look for his wallet.
1: What are you doing with I'm going to make a salad. Come on, Dad. Well, say, there's no way I'm sticking my hands into this guy's pockets. Hello?
2: He has no wallet.
0: Well, we start out, Dana Roseanne on the couch. Darlene's looking for her pants. And uh yeah, then in walks Jax. She's coming to take the kids down to the Greek market. There, uh, Darlene needs to bring in something Greek for Greek week. So she's going to make some baklava. Not an easy task. Delicious, though. Love me some baklava. But everybody else is, uh, Jack's taking all the kids out. Taking them, you know, just to get them out of the house on a Sunday morning. So, Dan and Roseanne puts it around on the couch. Dan's gonna fix their fridge. And, uh, you know, they're waiting on the, they're trying to unload their washer dryer. So they can get a new one. And, uh, in walks a salesman. You know, door-to-door sales. Trying to sell God knows what to God knows who. And, uh, yeah. Comes in for a glass of water. And that's it. Kaputsky. He's out there laid out on the kitchen table. Um, Roseanne checks for a pulse. And she can count to zero very well. So, we're going to see what the story is with this guy. And um, what the police officers are going to do about it.
2: Hey, I don't mean to be an ungracious you think our guest
1: might be leaving as soon as the coroner pronounces the subject dead then the body can be moved
2: hey i pronounced him dead
1: over a half hour ago that's true she did the coroner needs to make that determination you do not want to be wrong about dead no siree that would be a real catastrophe that guy shouldn't even been in the house in the first place we're talking nine ten hours of paperwork easy no, I just go to my car, radio the coroner's office, have them check with the morgue, and make sure they got room in the fridge. So. We'll
2: see if they got room for a rump roast.
1: Roseanne, the refrigerator will get fixed.
2: Well, just forget about the refrigerator. Now, what are we gonna do if somebody comes over here to look at that washer and dryer and they see our company still laying here? Right, blame me. I invited the guy in the house in the first place. So I invited him in. So what? I didn't buy anything.
1: Only because he dropped dead.
2: That still counts. Now, look it. Usually, if somebody drops dead in my kitchen, I will take the blame, but this is nobody's fault.
1: Why is there a cop car outside our house?
2: Cop car? Oh, engine trouble. <laughs> is that for your Bach Labah? Yeah. One pound of bak. two pounds of lava. You guys take that in the kitchen. Oh, no, Dan, you go get the bags for them. You kids stay out of the kitchen. Why? I I wash the floors in there. So how come go in. He helped me. (laughs) You wash the floors on a Sunday? Yeah, I'm going to start washing the floors every Sunday. Just like every Sunday, you're going to start taking the kids to movies and stuff like that. What? Yeah, we're all turning over a new leaf. I'm going to be a better housekeeper, you're going to be a better aunt. What are you doing? How can you do this? Jackie, I know what I'm doing, I know what you're doing. Now take them to a movie, and when it's over, call me, and maybe we can meet for dinner. I'll let have my
1: I haven't forgotten about you. I'm still trying to reach the coroner.
2: <laughs>
1: coroner?
2: Who died? Yeah, who died? Some guy. We don't know his name. He's a salesman. He came to the door right after you left. He died in
1: our house? Did the policeman shoot
2: him? <laughs> No, honey, he just kind of wound down like when your toys need new batteries. I've never seen a dead body.
1: Yeah, where'd you guys stash him?
2: He's in the kitchen. You don't need to see him.
1: I'll be the judge of that.
2: I'll be the judge of that. So what's gonna happen to him? Well, when the coroner gets here, he's gonna take care of everything. Mm, Let's go
1: upstairs. I'm gonna go take a peek. Me, too. No, you're not.
2: Listen, you take your little brother outside and go play and have fun. All right, Dee.
1: Let's go for the meat wagon.
2: I hope that guy gets here soon. I ain't touching that refrigerator till Willie Loman's
1: out of here. <laughs> did you get a hold of the coroner? No, but I did get a hold of his wife. He's in the middle of a golf tournament. So get him. Uh, You don't know the coroner when it comes to golf.
2: Well, you don't know me when it comes to stiffs in my kitchen.
1: How long is this going to take? Well, they just teed off. It's the uh, members guest tournament, and it is jammed out there.
2: Well, don't look at me. If we would have had sex like I wanted to, none of this would ever (laughs) happen.
0: So, everybody comes back, and uh, you know, the kids learn what's in the kitchen. You know, I suppose Dan should have just listened to Roseanne and done what she wanted to do. Hey, oh. Um, but yeah, so Jackson, everybody comes back. They find out what's going on, and we find out that the coroner is, uh, you know, playing in a golf tourney. So, he's going to be um, unavailable for the better part of the day. I'm going to go ahead and assume. So, let's see how everyone's handling it. This is great. The
1: coroner's on the front nine. I got $200 worth of meat spoiling in the refrigerator.
2: What else could go wrong? I don't know about you, but I could use a drink. Why don't you wait for a liquor salesman? <laughs> I'll knock it off. Now, why can't we move Mr. Excitement out to the garage or something like that?
1: Lady, rules are rules. The body cannot be moved until the coroner gets her. Oh, what the hell? (laughs) What did you do? I just lifted the sheet to take a look. Look, just don't touch them, don't fool around, don't put your hands on them, just don't, okay?
2: never seen a dead body before. Well, if that coroner don't get here, you're gonna be eating dinner with one.
1: Gross. Mr. Conner, would you give me a hand, please? You gotta be kidding me.
2: (laughs) Well, Dan, that's how I found you.
1: We gotta put the body back into the original position in which it was found.
2: Well, good. Originally, it was found standing at the front door.
1: Hey, you're the authorities. If you want to move, you move
2: them. Thanks. When's the body
1: gonna start to rot?
2: <laughs> I think I got a few good years left. <laughs> well, I gotta make my baklava. So what's stopping you?
1: Uh, it's getting late, huh? Is there gonna be enough room on the table for me to lay out my filo dough? Filo dough? What are you making? Oh, baklava for school. Do cross cosmos. You know Greek? Yeah, I am Greek. <laughs> Prove it. How long is this stuff supposed to bake? Well, until so the crust is nicely browned but not dried out. You see, it's okay now, but we should check it in about a half an hour. Okay? Man, I hate working on Sundays, don't you? <laughs> Come on. Uh...
2: Oh you see my manual? What did I do with it? So I guess I just can't leave you
1: boys alone for
2: five minutes. I hate you and everything you stand for. I'll
1: get it. You owe me. You owe me forever.
2: Rump roast, Dan. Rump roast.
1: Someone's here. Great. Tell him we're in the kitchen. Finally. Hi,
2: I'm, I'm Donnie Carosa. This is my wife, Carol. Hi. Hi, I'm Dan Connor. This is my wife, Rose, and this Hi. is my daughter, Darlene.
1: Hi. Dad, aren't you going to introduce him to Uncle Edward? <laughs>
2: Darlene, honey, why don't you run along and play, sweetheart?
1: Well, the neighborhood's kind of dead today. Darlene? <laughs> okay. okay. I you guys
2: want to see the washer and dryer. They're right here. I believe we still
1: have a set in stock.
2: <laughs> Is this a good time? Oh, yeah. We're all just kicking back. Uh, washer and dryer, right in here. I think I got Becky feeling better. How'd you manage that? A quart of scotch. Very funny. How's he doing? He's still dead. <laughs> Probably doing better than any of us. That's the cosmic joke, Roseanne. He's the happiest man on the planet. How do you figure that? His troubles are over. He'll never again have to stand in a line. He'll never again have to listen to the Muzak version of Muskrat Love.
1: <laughs>
2: never again have to eat a hamburger and bite into one of those little hard things. <laughs> How do you feel about electric shock,
1: there? <laughs> well, uh, I, don't know, honey. What do you
2: think? I don't know. What are you, uh, what are you asking for? It. One hundred twenty-five dollars. Yeah, but there's no knobs and the lid screens broken. Okay, fifty bucks. No? It's, time. it's time. It's time.
1: It is time. Time for what? Time? It's time for it's medicine. It's
2: medicine time. It's, it's medicine time. 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 Uh, medicine time with... Well, you guys are gonna have to go now, you know, because it's time for him to take his medicine and everything. Uh, what, what does he take the medicine for? He has muscle spasms in his neck. Thirty-five dollars, we'll discuss it in the other room, Rosie. else give him his medicine. You know, my aunt had terrible
0: neck spasms. Sometimes all she needed was a good massage. <laughs>
2: That's a great idea, honey. Why don't you take the six in the living room and I'll I'll work on Uncle Edward. You know, I
1: hope this isn't out of place, but I am a massage therapist. <laughs> oh, boy, he is stiff. 750, but you gotta say yes. How are you doing, honey? A lot better than him. I feel bad for him. Poor old man has to go door-to-door to earn a living and. He ends his life in the kitchen
2: of a house he was never even in before. Well, if you were feeling any different than you're feeling, something would definitely be wrong.
1: Well, then there's obviously something wrong with Darlene. Mother no, there not honey. She
2: feels just as bad as you. She just shows it in a different way.
1: Sandy's manners more. Oh, great. Mom, there's an ambulance outside. Yeah, that's a guy with a golf bag. Well, it better be the coroner, because if it's a golf salesman, we're out of chairs. How's my baklava? It's very hot, don't touch it. Ouch, hot.
2: You think just because you got a gun, she's going to listen to you? <laughs> well,
1: it must be Dave.
2: Should we put the sheet back over? Let's just put it right back on DJ's bed. Let's put it on Darlene's bed. Let's see who can yell the loudest. I can! Now shut up. <laughs> yep, he's dead. Wow, there's that in depth medical expertise we've been waiting for.
1: Write him up, Gene. Dagger, hey. name? Uh, John Doe. his whole life just to be buried as John Doe. Well, they'll
2: find out his real name tomorrow. He needs a name tonight. Well, what are we going to call him? He kind of looks like a Charlie. Maybe he looks like a George.
1: He's a William. Definitely a William.
2: William it is. I don't know where you're going, Mr. but You bump into Janice Joplin, tell her I said hi. I tried that technique you told me about.
0: Lots goings-ons. So, we find out the officer is uh, actually Greek. And he helps Darlene make her baklava. Um, Darlene knocks over the body. Dan has, um, gets a few passes from the body, you know. He touches his arm. He puts his arm back. He touches his butt. And then, you know, they dance around the kitchen for a moment. A lot of physical uh, comedy in this particular episode. So I'm not sure how well that's going to come across, you know, in the podcast medium. But nevertheless, I'm sure if you've seen the episode, you can recall. And yeah, then we get right over to the end. And um, the couple comes wheeling in their, call it? their, you know, their little cart there to their hand truck to take the washer and dryer. And then they see the body on the stretcher. Not as though they wouldn't have seen the ambulance out front, but or really the coroner. But yes, um, so they take the body. We give him the name of William because Becky didn't want to see him go as a John Doe. So that's that. Let's see what the uh, what the final scene has to say.
2: I'm so glad we have an intercom.
1: <laughs> He's been upstairs all day making gifts for everyone. We won't say what they are. Who cares? Okay, everybody, close your eyes. Okay, open your eyes.
2: What'd you get us, bub?
1: Toe tag. <laughs>
0: So there you have it. All is right with the world. DJ made everybody toe tags. That was so nice of him. Um, yep. So, that is that. Again, I apologize for the missed week last week. Um, work and Christmas and everything's getting crazy. And yes, uh, I will be working on Christmas. That's why we had to have Christmas this week with my daughter and everything. Um, so... While you're sitting down for dinner and opening presents with your kids, um, just keep in mind all the healthcare workers and firefighters and police and everybody else that doesn't have that opportunity that day. And, uh, you know, they're just out there doing their thing. But I will see you next week. Y'all be easy. Thanks again for listening to Revisiting Roseanne. I apologize for all the ums and the poor audio, more than likely. It will get better, I do promise you. Um, There's another um for you. You're welcome. But stick with us and like, comment, subscribe, all that jazz. Drop us a line at the podcast, podcast podcast2. At gmail.com. I know it's funny. It's in the description. Feel free to drop us a line. Let me know what you think. Constructive criticism always welcome. And uh, like, comment, subscribe. I will love you forever. Peace.